you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Representing the Arizona Cardinals with the third overall pick, and I am very pleased. Hold on a sec. Oh, no. Hold on. We have a trade. We have a trade. The Cardinals have traded down, and the Tennessee Titans okay. are on the clock right. at three. Okay. The Titans moving way up mm. from number 11 to number three. The Cardinals move back, and I'm also hearing the pick is in with the third overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Anthony Richardson, okay. quarterback oh. from Florida. Oh. He's staying in SCC country. He is if that were to happen, that would be the new GM, Rand Carthon, a Florida Gator himself, picking Anthony Richardson, the Florida Gator, uh, coming into this year's draft. We are playing mock drafts all week long here on Good Morning Football Live in New York City. It's Monday, April 17th. Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Uh, not with our GM's GM hats on right now, but we were playing that last yeah. hour. We're going to focus on one pick in particular. Before we get there, Peter, you just dropped news on us that tomorrow your first mock draft will be out. Why is yours different? I like to think that I, I have a different word. I don't fancy myself a scout. I don't say, here's what I would do. I don't say, here's what this team should do. I'm just doing the best job I can with, here's what I'm hearing. Here's where this thing is trending. So I like to go for accuracy. Last year, uh, I believe I had 10 of 32 first-round mm, picks. And other than that, I think I had 29 of the 32 guys taken mm -hmm. in the first round. You had so. both Jets picks, I looked. So I Boston like to Garrett. think that I'm close with some teams and I get those guys right. At the very least, here's where things are trending. And, of course, trades blow the whole thing up yeah. in mm -hmm. the numbers and stats don't matter. But if you want to look at where things are trending, I think my mock draft does a pretty good mm -hmm. job. Again, I have no idea where Robert Kandichi should have gone. Okay, I don't, I don't play that game. <laughs> How much uh, tape have you watched? I don't watch any what? tape. What? I don't. I what do you mean? highlights, but I would be doing a disservice <laughs> to the viewers to say, here's what I think fits in the 3-4. I just do my best to tell you what I think the teams think they're going to be doing. It's You're great. not telling us which guy's hand, hand in the dirt. Not my job, and I don't knock not it. my job. <laughs> Don't know it, <laughs> don't get it. I respect it. No, Let's talk about one pick in particular roles. in this year's draft that we think could change the game and provide a lot of commentary. Time for the lead block. The, block. Uh, the hits keep on coming for Cardinals' new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, and new GM, Monty Austinfort. Along with lingering maturity concerns surrounding Kyler Murray, NFL Network insider Ian Rapport reported that star safety Buda Baker now has requested a trade. And other potential Arizona trade rumblings, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, indicated on uh, that All Things Covered podcast that he'd prefer being traded to the Bills or the Chiefs if he had his pick over the Patriots or the Jets. Uh, the Cardinals have the third overall pick heading into this year's draft, of course, and have made some interesting picks over the past few seasons. Here's a look back at those. The Arizona Cardinals select Josh Rosen, quarterback, UCLA, with the first pick. In the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. Arizona Cardinals select 
Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, Clemson. The Arizona Cardinals select Zayvon Collins, linebacker, Tulsa. That's a really interesting way to look yeah. at it. Arizona, um, interesting picks over the past couple seasons. That's one adjective to use for it. They face specific challenges this offseason. They have the third overall pick. Do they hang there, or how do you see this playing out for the Cardinals? Peter, again, we start with you and what you're hearing. Yeah, I think there's a common thought around the league is that the Cardinals are going to trade back. They're going to trade back. They just have too many needs, and they don't need a quarterback, and someone will. Find me a trade partner. Mm. And I think Tennessee is a really interesting one. I think Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback now. Malik Willis not even getting the start in the playoffs mm. <clears throat> or the Week 18 game when they're yeah. having to sign Josh Dobbs to go nice. in there. That he might not be the guy for the future if they go quarterback in the first round here. So Anthony Richardson is a name that's looming. Or do the Cardinals look at this thing and just say, look, Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson, these guys are really good players. Let's just get a good player and let's just add and have actual quality on the thing. I think they're screaming from the mountaintops, someone trade up. Please. Like, someone please yeah. come right yeah. Yeah. Question is, you don't want to get fleeced on this one. Meaning, the third overall pick has a real value. It has a real value. Don't just trade back to trade back. Don't trade back and say, well, we traded back with, let's pick a team here. Say that the uh, Falcons want to move up. Don't just trade back to eight and then say, and we you know, also got an additional fifth round pick. <laughs> If you got a guy that you think is a really good player, don't worry about where you drafted him. Will Anderson's going to play 10 years in this league. Jalen Carter could be a superstar in this league. It's okay to draft that guy. So, yes, the word on the street is that the Cardinals are willing to trade back and want to trade back. And, okay. But you better find a trade partner and don't trade that pick, the third overall pick, for 60 cents on the dollar. I think that's the battle here. Furthermore, I don't need to go down this with you guys, but they have a first-year head coach, a first-year general manager, a former employee is going public mm -hmm. with comments about the owner, another former employee is going public about the owner. The ownership group and the team has lashed back with a public statement on it. It is ugly right now. And yet, Jonathan Gannon's coming in with a 35-year-old offensive coordinator, a 29-year-old defensive coordinator, and he's looking at his team and being like, let's build something. Let's have some juice. Let's start this thing fresh. So I wouldn't be shocked if they took someone at third overall and said, new era, new time, let's get this guy to be the franchise cornerstone with Kyler Murray, who I think is in no trouble of losing his job or having a quarterback selected third overall. Mm. Uh, it's interesting you say that, a quarterback, because that's been kind of floated around, too, for Arizona. You're rebuilding, you're restarting. If Kyler's not the guy, you have the third overall pick. Could they draft a quarterback? But the latter thing you said to me is draft a guy that you think is going to be a hit. As we just went through some of those picks since 2018, and if you go further on and look at some of their draft picks over the last 10 years in the first round, to me, with that third overall pick, if you see a guy that you think can be a franchise-type player, a multiple Pro Bowler, all-pro type of guy, draft him at number three. Don't worry about getting more picks, getting more talent. Get a guy who can be a guy, somebody that can be the face of your franchise, somebody that you can hang your hat on. For the Arizona Cardinals right now, you're in a rebuild mode. Two of your best players asking and wanting to be traded. To see Buda Baker, to watch him on Hard Knocks during the season last year and see the emotion that he shared in the locker room, to see the way he plays the game, to me, that's the type of guy you want to represent your organization and point for the younger guys and say, hey, him, look at him. The way he prepares, the way he plays, that's what we want an Arizona Cardinal to look mm -hmm. like. He wants out. DeAndre Hopkins, mm -hmm. he's probably going to be traded. So as you're rebuilding, you're restarting with so much going on around your organization, to me, right now, get a guy who 
can help turn the ship. You're not asking him to be the savior and help you get to the playoffs this year, but you're bringing in a young guy that is going to work his butt off, that is going to give you every single thing on the field that you think is a for sure first-round draft pick hit in this year's draft. To me, don't worry about trading picks. Look at that guy. If you found him and identified him with that third overall pick, mm -hmm. draft him, bring him to Arizona, and point to him and say, hey, look, this is what we want the future of our organization to look at. If you love a guy. Yeah. If you love him. If you think Will Anderson is, is Miles Garrett, like is he or is he just the best pass rusher in this year's draft? Never underestimate the thirst of a team that wants a quarterback. Very true. See, I think this year is fascinating because not only are they sitting at three, I think the Anthony Richardson thing looms large because he is the ultimate tantalizing prospect that a team will say, we have to have him on our team. Mm -hmm. He's not a regular guy who's the third best guy in whoever's mock draft. He's the most amazing athlete we've ever seen at the quarterback position. So not only do you have the third where someone can say, we need one, we need to move up. We got like the, the sexiest guy ever. We got to go get him. Sell it hard, really hard to anybody. And I know that if you look and you do the conventional wisdom like Peter's talking about, it's tough to find the trade partners. Peter, you also talked about for years never underestimate quarterbacks yeah. in the draft. People will do irresponsible, even yeah. reckless things. They will look at their quarterback depth chart, and they have a guy, and they say, I don't care. We need a new guy. They do stupid stuff for quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of it. Look, and I don't even mean stupid, just wildly unpredictable. Irrational. Irrational. Yes. Like, look where we are with the Packers and the Jets. That's because someone in the Packers said, we love Jordan. And that was Jordan Love. He just led the, the nation in interceptions that year, and they traded up to get him. Weird things happen. You get intoxicated on a quarterback. So you have the sweetest top-shelf liquor you mm -hmm. could ever see at the third pick. Please sell it. Sell it as hard as you can. Land a good, solid player if you love him. Yeah. But otherwise, calls, calls, who wants it, who wants it, right up until you make that pick. And if somebody comes in, I think this team needs a victory bad really bad. And I don't know if taking the third best player in the draft is a big enough victory. Mm -hmm. When you look at what they've got going on, and Kyler's hurt, Zach Ertz is hurt. That's mm -hmm. like the eighth list on the thing that they got going on, not to mention the turmoil. I think a big old trade and someone you, maybe even you sucker him into paying more, do it all day long. I would do it. Peter, I think it's interesting, one of the points you brought up, which is the fact that how the Monty Osafort and Jonathan Gannon are new. They are mm -hmm. fresh daisies to their respective positions. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, Gannon coming up as a defensive guy. Tell us more just about this partnership because I oftentimes think about the the most notorious pairings of GM and coach and how you just kind of start to understand this is what Bill Belichick is going to do or maybe you have learned a little bit more about this is what Kevin O'Connell and Quezzi are going to do in Minnesota the the characteristic the personality of the decisions that partnerships make tell us more about Monty, Monty and Jonathan Gannon what you think that they could really start doing fresh here. optimism and juice and a lot of was made of like Jonathan Gannon like pew 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 on the video yeah. but like that's how he lives he's up he's ready to go and it's all positivity. So if the stain of the Cardinals organization the last few years mm -hmm. or the stain of the last few weeks with all the stuff in the headlines, inside the building, he's got Kyler. He's ready to go. Mm -hmm. They're excited. And then Monty's first year, but he'd interviewed for jobs for years, was in New England, was in Tennessee, was in Baltimore at one point. Like, this is a great opportunity for him. And to, to that point that Kyle's making, they could make a big swing and say, all right, let's trade and let's, let's get a bunch of picks and let's build this thing. Mm -hmm. Or they can just take a guy and say, this is our first pick as a union mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. is going to be the face of our start, mm -hmm. and of course Kyler on offense and whoever they draft mm -hmm. alongside Let's get the mock early. So I just I want to see the mock. Mm -hmm. I want to see that mock. Tomorrow. You ready? Is it finished? 
just a tease. Uh, can I, can I do my done. annual infomercial on your mock draft? You, the person at home who consumes mock drafts, understand philosophically where Peter Schrager comes from. What are you more interested in? Mm. Someone who grinds a lot of tape and tells you what he thinks should happen, due respect to them, yeah. or Peter who goes to the phone and tells you what he thinks will happen. Some of these people, they're so deep in the tape and it's great, it almost becomes an ego ride for them about mm. if I was this team, I would draft this person because he's got great explosiveness. Peter washes himself of that completely no and says... Here's what I'm hearing. It is not about me. I'm merely a conduit to you, the fan. Go to the Shrake's draft. It's the best one. Take my football card, and I put it in, and I say, you, the fans, are the ones who deserve to have all the That's thoughts and opinions. Right. I'm just doing my best to say, here's what I'm hearing. Peter right. knows. Peter knows all. And you think he, you think you know the depths of it? You do not mm-hmm. until his draft comes up. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. One of the top offensive lineman prospects in the nation checks in. Ohio State's DeJuan Jones joins us next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's happening? We're back with another edition of Next Gen Chats. We are getting to know the next generation of NFL superstars in just a few questions. Joining us now, the big man out of the Ohio State University. Please give a warm welcome to offensive tackle Dewan Jones. Yo, what up? What up, Dewan? So how are you doing? I'm great. Love that smile. Let's talk. You're one of the top offensive line prospects in this year's draft class. You're a standout at the Senior Bowl and the Combine. What's the biggest thing you learned about yourself through this whole pre-draft process? You must have had expectations and thoughts about your performances, but now you're living it. What's it like? I would just say, you know, the main thing for me was just to go dominate. Every time you're on the field, you know, you got to take a chance of just putting somebody in the ground. You know, uh, the Sierra Bowl was a big chance. And then, uh, you know, you don't get to do those things at the combine, but, you know, you can just go hard and just show effort. Yeah, look, you're 6'8". You're 374 pounds. I mean, you are a beast. You move men for a living. Like, take us through how your game is going to project to the next level. We watched you and Paris Johnson at Ohio State for years doing the thing at the college level in the Big Ten. Can you use your size to impose your will at the next level, you think? I would say so for the most part. You know, I try to like model my game after uh, Trent Brown. You know, we have similar body uh, types. You know, uh, he has like a little methodical set, and I, I like it. And, you know, I try to take things from the set, you know, just put it into my game. Imagine you say you have a similar body type to Trent Brown. That's a great And no one laughs you out of <laughs> And he does. Oh. He might yeah. even be better. Listen, Dwan, there's one thing that we love here, and we love football players who can hoop and who can talk about hoop. You have a first love that was really basketball, and you have ridiculous high school highlights. You even had D1 basketball offers. So you just said Trent Brown is an NFL comp, and we want your NBA player comp. Who is your NBA comp for how you get down? Uh, my NBA player comp probably had to be Shaq, <laughs> for sure. You know, Shaq, just yeah, watching. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you watching when you grow, you just want to dunk the ball and try to tear the rim off. And so that was my main goal every time I stepped in the basketball court. Oh, my. Oh, I love it. Uh, now, there was a nice dunk through it off the backboard, but, I mean, you weren't back on defense at all. You were kind of... <laughs> 
you're kind of cherry picking for, for the easy dunk, but uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to give you a hard I can time. transition, please. So, uh, you it's got all, a chance, obviously, to play. So okay, yeah. okay, oh, all right, that makes sense. We'll, we'll let it slide then. Uh, you got a chance, obviously, to play with C.J. Stroud, and there's been so much talk with him and Bryce Young, who's going first, second. Just tell us about the experience, what it was like being in the huddle with him and having him be the quarterback of your team. Um, you know, it was a blessing. He's a leader. He leads on and off the field. You know, being from Indianapolis, like I said, uh, you watch 18, and he's like the most similar thing I want to say to him. You know, you see him throw the ball, it's like a poetry in motion. You, you just got so much faith and confidence playing with him, man. Honestly, he just makes your job easy when it has to be. Makes your job easy. That's one thing an offensive lineman wants to hear about their quarterback. Schrager talked about your size and how long you are. Your wingspan measured in at 89 and a half inches at the Senior Bowl, the largest of, of any player in the game's history. Off the field, on the field, tell us a pro and a con about being that big that long. Uh, I would say the con, you know, uh, sometimes my feet can get a little bit slow. And then the pro is just definitely I get to use my wings. And, you know, uh, you know, sometimes you get to the spot – and then the D ends a little bit too ahead of you. You know, you can recover, just use your arms and leave. Just having the 89 strings, man. You know? So stuff like that just are just pros and cons of just being big and, you know, the other side of being big. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Dewan, your numbers are six, eight and a quarter and 300, over 300 pounds. It's a beautiful, beautiful number line for what you are going to go off and play in the NFL. We congratulate you on everything you did at the Ohio State, and we wish you the best of luck and health in the NFL, man. Thank you. I appreciate y'all for having me. Nice to meet you. Good luck, man. Absolutely. Go get him. Thank you. So, of course, if you, had, if, you had knew, if you knew Dewan before, you probably watched him at Ohio State, you know that he is a part of one of the best rivalries in mm -hmm. sports, which is between the Ohio State University and Michigan. Mm -hmm. So it always makes you think, like, oh, man, like I married a Michigan man. I get it. I'm not supposed to say the Ohio State, but I'll pay respect yeah. where it's due. Please what do. is your favorite? I will. What is your favorite rivalry in college football in particular? Growing up for me, getting a chance to watch the Miami Hurricanes go against Florida State was just an amazing experience. All of those players that ended up playing on Sundays. When I talk about Florida State, the name that always comes to mind for me is Peter Ward. Yep. I got drafted to Cincinnati and his professional career didn't pan out the same way you would expect him in college but my goodness a dead leg the way he played the game and then obviously Miami you can just name from Ed Reed all the way to Reggie Wayne to Andre Johnson getting a chance to watch these guys as a kid and then following their careers on Sunday it was so much fun Chris Winkie was like 30 years old still throwing the ball in college scoring touchdowns in the whole nine that's probably one of my favorite we go a little before him yeah. we go Casey Weldon we go Scott Bentley missing the kicks. <laughs> that was the rivalry. And Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. Heisman Trophy. Listen, everybody loves to gush about the Michael Vick Sugar Bowl when he was a freshman, and he was incredible. The reason he didn't win that game is because Peter Warwick was too good for oh, Florida State, goodness. and they couldn't stop him. It's all about Vick. Warwick was really the man in that game. I'll keep it to Michigan-Ohio State, specifically in the 90s, a decade that Michigan dominated. This is Lloyd Carr, Michigan teams, and it was never better than me. One of the coolest things I've ever seen on college football field was Michigan's Charles Woodson, who was the best player in the world, and Ohio State it's David Boston, who was the best wide receiver in the nation. He and Randy Moss. And they talked, and they talked, and they talked all week leading up to the media. It was the best corner versus the best receiver. They straight up got in a fist fight during the game in which neither player was ejected, and Woodson's helmet came off. Later in that game, Woodson moved to offense, caught a pass over the middle, and then returned a punt for a touchdown to seal up the Heisman and strike the pose. These two guys were all-world, and then obviously their NFL careers took off. And I just, Peter, you remember, the Boston versus Woodson was a thing. It was like Tyson versus uh, Lewis. Or something. Yeah, it was look, so good. It was a 
a corner return man winning a Heisman versus a guy who would go on to be a bodybuilder and a male model at wide receiver. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> David Boston, it's just, just unbelievable. That was, that was glory. And John Cooper could not win yeah, no. at Ohio State over Michigan. And then for years, Harbaugh could not win over Ohio yeah. State. At tides have turned. The tides are so fun. I, I, we mentioned Army-Navy earlier, and that's mm-hmm. a really good one. But I lived through four Iron Bowls when I was in the SEC. Sure. and. Uh, let me tell you about three of the Iron Bowls that I witnessed. Two Tonga Vailoa accounted for six total touchdowns in 2019 or in 2018. In 2019, Auburn beat Mac Jones, who was coming in for Tua Tonga Vailoa, 48-45. Auburn people were coming through the hedges at Auburn, getting picking leaves out of their skin because they wanted to storm the field so badly. And then a four-overtime game in 2021, where Bryce Young went 97 yards down the field for Alabama to beat Auburn. That's what uh, the Iron Bowl is. It's uh, trees are getting toilet papered. It's a beautiful scene, and uh, I can't get enough of it. Mm. I- I'm gonna go and say early season because yours is the best. It's like end of the season, SC yeah. Championship. Yeah. Is Mm. Texas, Oklahoma still has some real mm. Red River. Red River, whatever they're calling it now. Red River uh, shootout. Yeah, we were worried about shootout because that was, uh, it yes. was encouraging also violence. Also, a new cocktail party. That's out. It oh, couldn't right. be the Georgia of the cocktail yeah. party. <laughs> but I think back of Roy Williams and Chris Sims, yeah, sure. and I think of, oh, I of Oklahoma versus Texas. And for all those years, and of course, all the great matchups, always happens in September. Mm. Not happening in October, mm-hmm. November. College football season's almost here. Can't wait. One of the greatest quotes, I think it was Tommy Harris oh, went on a play of defense attack Tommy for the Harris. Bears. And they said, how hard are you going to hit Chris Sims? And he said, we're going to hit him really hard, but not too hard because we don't want to knock him out of the game because then Major Applewhite will come in and we know he's better. And that was like, oh, my God. That was a <laughs> loaded quote at yeah. the time. And unbelievable. Love you, Chris. Great, great quarterback, great career. But that is amazing. Red River Showdown, Peter. You're right. Showdown. Are we still doing Holy War up in the Oregon? Is that Bedlam? No. Canceled. Can we do any of them? We can still do the Super Bowl, though, right? What? The big game. Oh, the big game. Load up on nachos for the big game, Jamie. Joining us now. Oh, yeah. He's a proud Oregon State Beaver who's looking to make his mark on the National Football League. Ladies and gentlemen. One of our favorite guys. A big good morning football. Welcome to Oregon State tight end Luke Musgrave. What up, Luke? What's up, Luke? How's it going? Thanks for having me. Huge fans of you. You're great during the commercial break. You're great on the field. So let's just get into this, Luke. It's The names are going to start coming off the board in 10 days. We're almost here. This whole last few months, really your whole life has led to this. Can you wrap your mind around it? What has this experience been like and how are you feeling? It's pretty cool. I always compare it to uh, like, you know, Christmas when you're a little kid, like that month yeah. leading up to Christmas, that whole December month sucks. But when you look back at it, it's so fun. Uh, but you just want Christmas to come. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Um, uh, I'm ready for it to come. But, it, the, you know, the most fun parts probably probably already happened. Just kind of that, that whole anticipation process. Yes, I love that. Christmas mm-hmm. around the corner. And if uh, it was Christmas and you can pick a tight end, you have Travis Kelsey on one end. You have mm. George Kittle on the other end. And it is Christmas morning. You're waking up. Tell me which one of them is the best tight end playing in the NFL right mm. now. That's kind of a loaded question. I think they're both really good. I think they're both good at different things. Kittle obviously being that really well-rounded tight end, great at blocking, also great in the, in the pass game. And and Kelsey, you know, uh, it's hard to beat him in the uh, in the pass game. Just his, I always call him noodly because he just can get around defenders like a noodle uh, without them really uh, getting their hands on him. So 
So it's hard to pick. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it depends on what kind of offense I, I'd want to run. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, the last name Musgrave. Obviously, if you're watching football, you're like Musgrave. Musgrave. Bill Musgrave. That's your uncle. Cool. All right. And he's right. been the quarterback yes. coach and offensive coordinator around the league since the late '90s, and he's coached guys like Derek Carr and Matt Ryan in the NFL. When you're coming up as a middle school player, a high school player, and you know that your uncle is working with some NFL superstars, how do you approach him to say, "Hey, Unc, is there anything I?" can take from that coaching to my game here at the college level and eventually have pro success what have you learned from your uncle who's been around the league for so long right well honestly um a lot of my football knowledge most of my football knowledge came from my dad just him growing up being my dad coaching me uh, uncle bill has been you know coaching in the nfl he's been so busy it's you know it's been hard to to really spend too much time just because you guys know how coaching is it's uh it's go 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 so So we would always go to his games and root him on. But, you know, I, I've learned most of my football stuff from my dad and, and my coaches here and, and really just kind of enjoyed watching watching Uncle Bill um, and his teams perform. Luke, I, I first and foremost want to congratulate you on uh, achieving the Peter Schrager level of television, which is being presented with a question mm-hmm. and refusing to answer mm-hmm. it, yet giving a great answer, great answer. all at the same time. Mm-hmm. The not being able to pick which tight end is better, that was professional-level <laughs> television. Kelsey or Kittle. But he complimented both. Yes. Smart. And then right. also, it, right. it was a display of his football acumen for saying, exactly. what offense do you want to run? Mm-hmm. Perfection, my, right. my friend. Well done. <laughs> Let's talk you. tight ends. What makes you the guy that should come off the board for this position group in particular, the first this year? What makes you special? What sets you apart? Um, I think I can, I can beat man coverage really well. Uh, I can manipulate releases. I have a good feel for releases. I think I have the physical tools for it. Um, and I have the will to do it. I, I'm really uh, goal-based driven. So so obviously my goal is is to be one of the best tight ends ever. And whether I ever reach that goal or not, but that, that's what I'm going to work to every day. Um, and that's what they're going to get from me. They're going to get somebody that's that's going to try to be the best tight end um, to ever play. And obviously that that's a very uh, high goal, but that's my goal. And, and uh, as long as at the end of the day, I can say I did my best to try to reach that goal, um, I'll be happy. But that's what they're going to get. They're going to get somebody that's, that's really, really into it and r- really wants to be the best. One question for you. I, I, I'm watching you. You're awesome. You present yourself so well. There's another guy in the Pac-12 who didn't have quite the same numbers you did at some points. Like when you see Kincaid being talked about as the number one guy, the number one guy, the number one guy, does that motivate you at all? I mean, I worked out with Kincaid. He's a great player. He's a, a great guy. We became great friends. So, so honestly, as a tight end kind of room, or, or I guess a draft class, it's it's kind of funny. We're all we're all so similar. We're all friends. We're all rooting each other on. So, so no, I think it's great, uh, and especially getting some some Pac-12 love. Um, it's great because we got some really good tight ends, especially at Utah and Oregon State and a few other schools around the Pac-12. So so it's great. Uh, love Kincaid. Great guy. So uh, good. I'm excited to see him getting, getting a lot of good uh-huh. good publicity. Well, we're supposed to say goodbye, but we want to manipulate this release. Are you guys, I'm just asking the table, are you guys getting kind of a Miles Teller vibe here? Because I'm yes! getting big time. Have you <laughs> yes! heard that, Luke? That's you, dude. Uh-uh. I have not. I have not heard Never. that one. No. Yeah, yes. you're you're full like goose rooster Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Is that mustache just something you're gonna have for a while? Are you taking that to the draft yeah. to the league? What's yeah. going on? Yeah, so so I've never been yeah. able to grow facial hair. Uh, about this last, really these last two years, I started to grow it. But uh, but I would dye it jet black, and I just walk into winter workouts, not tell anybody, just jet black mustache, um, and just kind of really throw people off. So now I can actually finally kind of grow it. Uh, I'm glad you can see it on camera because a lot of people say they can't even see it. So uh, so no, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah, grow it because now I can. Place. 
Yeah, this like, this guy's got I'm some of the, the Kelsey Kittle personality. Too. Yes, like you, you are awesome. We are huge fans of yours. We hope you go and win a million Super Bowls and go to the Hall of Fame. You're noodly as hell, <laughs> yep. and you're a great dude. Go yeah. get him. Luke Musgrave. Let's yes. go. Let's I go, appreciate buddy. it, guys. Manipulate the release, Thank buddy. You. Yeah. Take care, Luke. Thank Can't you. wait to watch on Sundays. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Selva. Get in here. Right? I know, right? The natural question is like, what kind of noodle is it? Is is uh, Travis Kelsey? I was thinking of an elbow noodle. The natural, sure. go the natural question. That's the natural yeah. question. Yeah. Yes. Rigatoni. Uh, Will Silva, right? It's a rigatoni of tight yeah. ends. <laughs> I like rigatoni as well. I did sense that Miles Teller uh, vibe as well. I have to think that he's going to be off camera singing Great Balls of Fire, right? I mean, it just feels oh, like he's so. going to do that. Absolutely. Yes. Maybe so. He's a great guest. Uh, in our segment, actually the segment that you all did, that it was your on the podium, Kyle coincidentally had the Titans trading up to number three to select quarterback Anthony Richardson. Is there something that Kyle knows that we don't? I don't know. You can ponder that. But to NFL Network's Cameron Wolf reporting that Richardson coincidentally will be in Nashville today for a pre-draft visit with the Titans. Elsewhere, our guy P. Schrags also bringing us some news reporting Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter is visiting the Lions today. Could Detroit be the spot for Carter at the sixth pick in the draft? Our draft expert Daniel Jeremiah has Carter ranked as his fifth best prospect in the draft. More prospect visits as NFL Network's Taylor Bishotti is reporting Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers is visiting with the Ravens today. And NFL Network insider Tom Pellicero reporting Flowers will also pay a visit to the Titans tonight, his final pre-draft visit. So, busy day ahead for him. In Detroit, wide receiver Mon Ross St. Brown, hoping the Lions can build off of their strong finish to last season that saw them post a winning record for the first time since 2017. St. Brown telling the Detroit Free Press, quote, I want to go to the playoffs bad. I feel like as a team, we want it bad. I feel like we got the guys to do it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Earlier in the show, we did a segment uh, playing off on the clock to you're on the podium. We actually went up there and made picks. <laughs> we did a one through eight. Picks one through four were interesting. So the first three were quarterbacks, but the last ones, three and four, you see two trade-ups. We had Tennessee trading up and getting Anthony Richardson. I would assume it was the 11th overall pick and right. something else. And then Jamie with the Jets pick trades up with the number four pick Colts and goes out and gets Will Anderson. And then from there... Jalen Carter, Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, and then Tyree Wilson falls to eight. But that's how the draft can go. Wild things can happen, and that was just our first time doing this. Probably going to do it a few more times until Thursday when the actual draft is here. As a GM, how much did it mess you up when a trade happens right before you're about to pick? Well, it's high stress yeah. because we've been talking all week, about all month, about how you have these first three quarterbacks, three quarterbacks, and the drop-off is real, I think, after Anthony Richardson. So when 
Kyle just absolutely took the salt, salt and pepper shaker and just like seasoned the entire draft uh, heavily. I was like, I don't know what to do there. And so my thought process was, I have a, a quarterback that I'm not going to use. I am the New York Jets, and I'd rather have like a big time defensive guy. Mm -hmm. So I did it. Mm -hmm. Do any of us think right now that the Cardinals are going to pick at three? I personally do not. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to take yeah. a player. I think, as we've talked about for weeks, I think Daniel Jeremiah said he, they have the least talented roster in the league. That means you need picks. That means you have players, and you have teams that are thirsty for a quarterback. I'd be very surprised if the Cardinals picked a player at number three. Very surprised. Yeah. The NFL draft is going to be on Thursday of mm -hmm. next week. My first mock draft. I don't hold. It, I don't take these lightly. It's coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow? So I've been working on it all weekend. How you feeling? Yes. Good. First one's coming out tomorrow, and then I'll do one more the day of the draft. That is usually far more mm -hmm. accurate. But I've had some interesting insights from teams that I don't think are showing up in a lot of these mock drafts. It's a taste. It will. So I do think there's going to be trades up top. Okay. Will Levis didn't show up in our top eight. Uh -huh. Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble finding a team for Will Levis right now. So this is going to be an interesting thing that I think a lot of people around the league are saying. Everyone seems to like Will Levis, but if you're the right. fourth, maybe fifth quarterback, where does where the end go? Mm. I'm excited. The Peter Schrager mock drop tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Wow. I have a feeling Peter doesn't have a quarterback going to Houston at two. I just have this feeling. I'm not oh, saying you do, wow. but I have, a, I have a feeling. Let's see. Uh, we have uh, had a blast getting to know all of the draft prospects um, coming in on the show. But tomorrow, a special one, see that name at number two. We are going to have Will Anderson Jr. in studio from Alabama. I know, from Alabama. Sweet. Be with us. That's, I know. That's studio. the guy. Can you bring That's all his sisters? I hope not, yes. The youngest, <laughs> he is the youngest of six. He has five older sisters. We'll he is a Bijan Robinson what coming Bijan? in this week. And Henry yes. Wilson in studio. Oh, wait, in we studio. have to yes. recreate the Titanic. Yes, we're going to do that. Picture. Oh, 86-inch yes. wingspan. He yes. dives on a, yes. a boat. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> it's awesome. We can't wait. Yeah. We can't wait. Uh, yeah, so the this is now beginning. Like The, the huge names are doing the car wash type media availability mm. here in New York. They're going to come through, and it's going to be awesome. Cannot wait. <laughs> can't wait. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.